guys hello to the trickway with greg gamer and myself trev hello welcome back we, we took a week off last week because we were a little, a little bit busy yeah, Strange yeah, is back. Up. i'm excited we got a new track now new track finally before everything else is delayed and before everything else goes down the, the crapper right did exactly. they not did they not delay um discovery until next year now which blows my mind I'm sure well, it's next year, isn't it? No. Oh yeah. I mean, it has to be with the writer's strike. The longer it goes on, the further down it's going to move. So, what does that? Achieve, I don't think. Though? I don't know if. Um, I don't know if lower decks is in the can already. If it is, then that would be the next new new Trek show to come out. If it's not, then uh... I want Discovery Man so we get our conclusion that ends well after performing so badly at the start you know so at the end of it we can go yeah it was okay the, the series overall you know so see i think that i can that i'm kind of wondering about though is that why are they pushing it down so far because now yeah. that they know there's a writer's strike i would think they would change their mind because once strange new worlds is done that's it you know yeah. there's nothing else in the can so uh, they would be better to push it up and let it go and then by that time maybe the strike will be over but still well, I'm grateful we've got something just now for the next half months at least. So, yep. there's that. So, uh, it was the opening episode of season two, uh, episode one, The Broken Circle. It's continuing that episodic arc with the, as we'll cover at the end of the episode, uh, kind of backlying story that goes on throughout the season, but it's still episodic, which is important because. I sure. didn't like this style that they had before. It doesn't really work so well with Trek. It depends, though, because it, it worked with Picard Season 3. Um, so it, it, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's nice to have episodic back again because some people just like it. Look, you That's remember it. the Orville. The Orville was all episodic, and look how good that was. So, sure. yeah. They still had the underlying arcs, but they but they had the, the it was mostly episodic, and it was really good. So. I can't ask for more. Uh, okay, so kicking off the, the review of this episode, we have yet another cool intro opening scene of a Patrick episode. Uh, and that's with Space Dock uh, and Enterprise getting upgrades. You see a lot of you see a lot of shuttle crafts, right, from that era. Yeah. And then uh, they're zooming about like fighter jets, man. It's crazy. I'm like, what are they doing, man? Like, uh, has Starfleet cleared them to do this? It's got to be dangerous flying in airspace or space space, I guess. Um, and then I'm thinking this is probably how they're supposed to fly. Whereas in the original series and even TNG, they didn't quite have the technology and the CGI yeah. for them to zipping about and looking great. So I guess I let it slide great, but it's a nice little cool opening scene. I was almost thinking like... Although I'd have to go back and look at it again, whether some of them were bots that were working on the Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing the upgrade or whatever. I, I could, it went by so fast, I wasn't really sure. I'd have to go back and look again. The, the, the work, there were worker bees, but before that, yeah. before we hit the Enterprise, you see a bunch of. Like, yeah, we had shuttles. the shuttle. Yeah. Did you oh, notice yeah. that the, the, even though they looked pretty much like the old uh, ones, they had like harder lines, little sleeker 
you know, angles here and there. But the shuttlecrafts. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'd have to go back and freeze it to look at it properly, but it looked like a little sleeker, a little cleaner, a little sharper. They were refined. It was what it should have looked like if they'd had the technology back then to make it worth the while. So this is why I don't get too hung up about that. Um, As long as it's vaguely in the same kind of style as how it was then. Um, Yeah. yeah. I wonder what kind of upgrades they're getting. They don't say. Uh, but then yeah. again, it goes back to that one line, Gray. If only they said that at the end of Star Trek Picard Season 3. Titan becomes Enterprise G. Oh, but it's getting a vast array of upgrades. And, and w- within that year, it's going to be the most lethal starship in the whole of the Federation, you know? But they didn't. But they got well, it right here. If we see it for Legacy, then maybe we'll hear that when that's done and the writer's strike's over five years from now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, oh, God, man. Um, <laughs> I, they don't say what upgrades they're getting. I just hope they do, though, and it's not just they're getting upgrades for the sake of it. I'd like to see something. Although, saying that, the Enterprise and TOS doesn't really talk about many super-duper things yeah. they can do, so maybe they're better being shtum. Yeah. I'm not saying much. Um, maybe better food replicators, bathrooms, you know. Important <laughs> stuff, man. Never mind the weapons right. and shields and nothing. You know? Always, uh, always got to have a good crapper. <laughs> good John. Um, <laughs> yeah, so after a little cool shiny opening, which would have probably cost them a few quid to do, uh, we have Pike and Una having a little discussion about uh, the situation she's in. But she, as we know, at the end of the last season, she was taken, she was arrested for basically lying on her application to the Starfleet because she's ethically weird and. Right. Allow that. She's an so. Allurian, right? She's an Allurian. We're not getting it. mixed up with uh, the new. Uh, no, no. Yeah, we'll get to that. Name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's <laughs> Allurian. Yes, exactly. All right. Are they all? They all designed, uh, genetically engineered by default, or is it just? I don't know. I wasn't sure. It's been a while. I forget now. What basically, yeah. but. But it's not we, like... we obviously when the uh, when the episode opened, I'm assuming it's been. I think they said it was two or three months afterwards, so that's why you see she's still in jail and still trying to figure out her her defense and what they're going to do. And you know, and Pike of course doesn't give up, so he wants to <clears throat> help in any way he can. Of course, it is. He's a friend and a, a colleague as well. Um, uh, and she will get out of it somehow. But we don't. We Gray and I discussed before. We don't want it to be just. Slap on the wrist, and then that's it. Right. We want, you know, because otherwise, this major rule that they have, whether you like it or not, is being violated several times within Star Trek now, and some people get let off with it. Jesus, so we'll see what happens with that one. Yeah. Um, Ray does mention that it's a pipeless episode, and it is for the most part. That's the only little bit we get, little bit at the start, just so he ha- he then hands off command to Spock because he is going to go and speak to one of the best defense lawyers if you like uh, in the whole of the quadrant to represent uh, number one and get her out of the, the slammer so he'll be away for three days but two and a half in the new shuttle's faster um, <laughs> and then you see Spock shitting on himself basically so cause he's just a commander at this stage isn't he so uh, yeah, and I guess I guess from what they were saying, this is the first time he got to be an acting captain. So he's like all nervous, like, "Oh my god!" Is, does he does he not get to lieutenant 
uh, commander at some point because obviously Una is ahead of him. So Una is must be. I don't know her rank. She must be lieutenant commander to be number one then. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Although I think a commander can be a number one anyway. Uh, so yeah, not much of Pike in this, which is fine. Listen, we have to rely on other guys and give some of the stars a break from time to time. Yeah. Um, and seeing Spock in the hot seat properly for the first time is brilliant. We then see uh, Spock with his space instrument, as I call it, like a little space harp violin thingy. Like, a Vulcan one, which I have seen before in TOS Grey, but obviously this is the one that we see from TOS. This is the first time he gets to use it because he's using it to de-stress, isn't he? Yeah, the things I, I like about... Uh... Strange New Worlds is because they know they came before in the timeline, they came before TOS. They keep on doing callbacks here and there and look at things that happened in TOS and then show the explanation behind it, which you never knew. So in TOS, he breaks out this Vulcan harp and he's playing it. And we're like, oh, I didn't know he played. And then now all of a sudden we see how that happened and how he got the Vulcan harp and Mabenga gives it to him and tells him here when you're, you know, when your emotions are all messed up translate this into some music it'll make you feel better and all of a sudden he pulls the harp on and go like ah okay so why that's it, where he got from. why is he stressed out gray you've noted down here why he's stressed out and what happened well he's he's basically still trying to get his emotions under control he, he is half human he's not good at it like he was later mm-hmm. when he got used to doing this um so he needed to he went to mcbenga to say like why you know he, i mean benga goes your neck is sore your back hurts I didn't know any better. I would say that's human stress. <laughs> <laughs> you need a and massage. You see, you, you see the indicators too, you know, like heartbeat, blah, 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 you know, whatever going on. And, and of course, he gives him the instrument to calm down. So he takes the instrument. And of course, as soon as he starts playing it, you know, you see the vitals start to come down. Like, ooh, you know. And then? Him. Yeah. And then uh, Nurse Chapel walks in and it's blink, 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 blink. Uh, he means indicators go up. He, that's what he was. He wasn't yeah. meaning anything else there. Uh, no, nothing else. Uh, yeah. uh, he's mad. He, what's going on with those two? Obviously, we, we see a bit more for the episode. We don't see that kiss we see in the trailer, but he's a married yep. man. Like if someone one line again, one line again. Uh, Vulcan relationships are they're, they're serious and forever and whatnot. But if you're away for for home for an extended period of time, if you have another loved one in your life, like you know, there's certain religions and earth where you're allowed more than one wife and whatnot so like or husband so why not why can't he have his cake and eat it because they don't do that in vulcan oh well clearly in they actual, do in actu- well in actuality they're setting up slowly they're setting up what ended up happening in tos a mock time and what that all transpired because that's the first time we actually saw to was in the tos so they're setting up this whole thing of how that that all kind of came about and why so we're slowly going to see these things start to happen you know and so forth so it's kind of neat it's like we're yeah it's like we're getting the backstory to stuff that we've always seen you know see so i i especially being a 2s you know from the beginning i'm going i'm i keep going like oh okay oh okay so they start just kind of giving the backstory and I, i like when they do that if they do it properly not like something stupid bingo if they don't make an arse of it and ruin canon is, right. as we know but that, that really pisses us off so that was amusing to see Benga we think he's going to start taking a piss out of spot for it but he's um, you know he's sympathetic to the to the issue he's a man he's got feelings as well he understands what's what so 
Um, he's more like he's helping him along, whereas later in life, when he gets to, to Kirk's age, Bone sister constantly, constantly making fun of him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because he's chilled out a bit more now. But I mean, yeah, you're right. right, right. At least piss taking said. Um, we we're we're back up in the bridge now, and we see uh, the worker guys going about just working on consoles, upgrading stuff. The Enterprise is getting a decent overhaul in all the space of a few months. Um, and someone comes up and tries and messes with Ahura's station. I've got to do something with the, the, the console here. And she's like, no, 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 no. You just get away. Stay away from here. You can't take comms down, you know. This is vitally important. Oh, you know, I've got to go ahead and do this upgrade. It's essential. I'll be down for a short while. Like, no, no, no. Don't you dare touch, you know. Let me let me just obviously use a backup circuit here. And we'll, 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 this is vital. And as she's doing that, she's obviously, we get to that moment, she does pick up something that comes through there. Not a distress call as such, but I, I liked seeing that little bit, Gray. I liked seeing a bit, bit more of a hoorah and her defending herself and telling this little skinny boy where to go. <laughs> well, if you think about it, in TOS, Uhura was, you know, when she had the chance to perform, she didn't take no crap from people. And she's basically, in this series, is doing the same thing. Um, and by the way, before I forget, I don't know if you noticed, but at the very end of the episode, they did a nice little tribute to Nichelle Nichols' uh, yes. uh, passing. Good very, very nice at yep. the very end, just to throw that in. But uh, I thought it was great. I was sitting thinking, like, yeah, you go, girl. Tell that guy to get away from your damn console. <laughs> you know best. You know best what, what, what your job is and what you need and don't need from your equipment. So, Quite But if you right. think about it, what, what does that remind you of? Because you do IT work, right? It reminds you of almost everyday life. You have people telling you stuff like, you know, no, no, don't touch it, don't touch it. And you're trying to tell them, yeah, but you don't get it. It's going to work better. Oh, no, no. The people who think they know better and end up making it worse. Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, so as I said, I, I alluded on, I, I touched on a moment ago, sorry. He does actually pick up something there. Uh, it's not a distress signal as such. It's more of an important uh, communique through from Lan Sung, uh, who is in a bit of bother, and she needs Enterprise assistance. Uh, so Spock does what any captain would do and goes to speak to uh, Top Brass for uh, permission to do so, and he ends up speaking to Admiral uh, Admiral April. He's back again, which is good, because yeah. I wanted to see Keep more of this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like uh, like the Admiral in Discovery, I want to see more of him. And if I remember correctly, uh, again, that's the same Admiral April who actually commanded the Enterprise before Pike. Yes, and it's the same actor from season one who made one appearance, I think it was, one or two. Yeah. I want to see more of them, but um, he's like, no, we can't. It's too close to Klingon space, and you know, the war's not long finished, and things are a bit too raw, and I can't sign off in it. Lands on extended leave, what she she chose to do. We can't risk this for one person. I'm thinking, I'm sorry, it's still in Federation space last time I checked, or it certainly isn't Klingon space, so there shouldn't be a problem there. I thought he was being a bit of a dick, but eh, don't come well, back he, yeah, but nothing. He, he did explain, though, that he said the planet was uh, for dilithium mining on both sides, Klingon and Federation, and they made a, they made a treaty or a pact that each month uh one or the other race takes control of the base or the plant or the or the planet whatever yeah, and they don't want to tag so that. this right so this month it's the klingons turn so they're saying well don't go there because the klingons are in charge this month and they're gonna get mad 
And that, and I thought that was a good explanation. If it had been the other way around, it wouldn't have mattered. But, it, but because it was, you know, it made sense. You know, for the sensitivity of that planet, they had to come up with that that accord to work something out. Making a deal. Watch that also, that also gave you a. The cool thing was it gave you a clear excuse of how to have the Klingons get involved again, because this time the Klingons weren't too nice to the Federation. Right? They just finished their war. They're not real happy with the Federation. So. You don't know if you come to come in contact as much as the Klingons, but this is a way to make it happen, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I like the, the direction it went, it went in as well. Um, Spock, though, decides taking no for an answer, and he goes down to speak to his French crew, and they basically, he's like, I have to go and help her, and the crew are like, what do, you, what do you plan here? And I was so hoping, Gray, he was going to turn around with that, you know, that little Face he does when he's very straight, but he then almost does a people's eyebrow like The Rock does and raises his eyebrow. Yeah, the one eyebrow yeah. thing, yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought he was going to turn around and go, shenanigans is afoot. Because he likes that word shenanigans, doesn't he? I thought the perfect opportunity to put that in, but no, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't say that. He said, I have to steal the Enterprise. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, right, fair enough. Uh, but they got. They, he says, listen, if you don't want to be any part of this, that's fine. I understand, but we'll leave it be. But they're all loyal. They're all. They all said, "Yeah, we're going to do this, but we need a plan." And the plan was, plan was decent, I guess. Graham, and it was like simulate a warp core breach, and um, I forget her name. The uh, the the nav officer, he goes up and goes to engineer and goes up to the one of the command consoles and. Mm-hmm. Typing away there, red alert. Yeah, well, like she's typing arm. away, well, typing away. Then red alert. Like I think someone's going to put two and two together, but no, she walks away. Um, then she goes back in the bridge, and then we have a new person just walk onto the bridge. Um, yeah. It's Commander Pellier, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah, Pellier, Pellier, something like that. Um, who is very, it's very. Although it hasn't been confirmed officially yet, will be our new chief chief engineer. Uh, she just strolls on there. Spock's like, can I help you there, Commander Pelly? And no, I'm just, I find it a bit strange that a system or systems that we worked on a couple of days ago and got working to perfection could be faulty and you're not doing this right and you're doing that wrong. And what you, what you, what you accusing us of doing, Spock's basically saying, you know, because he can't lie, she sees through his bullshit, basically, um, which is hilarious. And I'm thinking initially at this stage, and I've said it a couple of times throughout my notes, Gray, straight off the bat, she is absolutely brilliant. She's hilarious. She reminds me of that per- that engineer from Discovery that we barely see, the, the kind of lady in her 40s, 50s, short hair. It's a kind of mm-hmm. comedian famous in the States. I can't remember her name. Um, and I'm thinking absolutely brilliant. She sees through what they're doing. She She says she just wants to help. Um, so, and also because it's been like a hundred years since she had engines of her own, and I'm thinking, she looks human. Yeah, what? Like, what the hell? A <laughs> hundred years, human. what? But don't judge a book by I, its I, cover, you know? Well, I started thinking she was just saying that as a joke, so I go like, oh, okay, it's a joke. Uh-huh. Is she, though? Is you know? she? So, I mean, yeah, well, Gray, you know you know what species she is? It's a, it's a yeah, thing. apparently she, they mentioned the word lan- lanthanite, and all of a spot, sudden, Spock is like interested to go. Oh, I'm very interested. I know about lanthanites and so, so forth and so on. So apparently, they're near immortal beings, 
uh, that look human and they've been living on Earth. And Spock said uh, that I, I was surprised at how the Lanthanites stayed on Earth undiscovered until the 22nd century. Like, oh, I okay. says that later on episode, yeah, uh, which... But, but, I mean, we may, we may as well mention that just now. It's not really a problem. Um, Ray, you had a note down here, further down, about what who the Lanthanites could be. Yeah, I was I, I was reading up a little bit to find, and I passed an interesting fact that I thought was kind of cool. They were saying, now, is the, is the Lanthanite, now that the name is put on to a new to lore? And it is, but then they're trying to think of, well, is there any is there any precedent to it in the original series? So when they look back, uh, they found an episode called uh, uh, Requiem from Methuselah. It was season three, episode 21. And they encountered a, a man, uh, or human, like alien, or appeared to be human, but he was alien, whatever. And this guy was a human that was 6,000 years old. And he'd been living on Earth for centuries, almost all that time. Um, and they found out that this guy was... was was some of the famous people we, we learned about. So, you know, so he, but he never really said what, what race he was. He was just talking about how he was able to stay alive that long or whatever. And so they're kind of like putting two to two together and saying like, hmm, this guy lives 6,000 years. These people live a long time. Yeah. You know, it could be a Lanthanite. I thought it was fascinating. And that's why I put question mark. Like, it, not human, like what's going on here? I wasn't sure what to believe because it could have been a joke, it could have been serious. I, but generally, I mm -hmm. didn't have any clue at this stage, you know. Um, he's a bit witty and a bit joking, a bit, she just, she's my cup of tea, very dry sense of humor, and she sees mm -hmm. through box bullshit, bullshit. So she's, she's basically on board to help them out there, and he can't really do much about it. But she has a great idea to kind of vent some plasma from the side of the, the from the cell. To, to to make it more believable, um, which they do. They blow some plasma or whatever it was out of the side of the ship, and then that's when space thought go right. Yeah, get out here, man! Before you blow, just go, just detach and go, go from a safe, a safe distance from the station, um, and of course, get far enough away. They go the warp to to where Lana is. So, um, I like this new chief engineer. She's on Wiki as a recurrent character, not a main member main cast great which is disappointing he i don't understand that though because if she yeah i was gonna say if she's chief engineer then well look at him or last time mm. he i don't know what his position was but he wasn't on as much as the rest of the bridge crew so that's probably why which is disappointing yeah but but scotty was always considered part of the regulars and he wasn't on every single show he was on plenty of them yes but you know not everyone so what I don't i'm not get sure i understand that don't get it either, and it's man. only going to be, it's only what, 10 episodes or whatever it is this season? I, I don't know. I guess we're going to see as we go along. Exactly. Um, so just as before they're about to, to hit the, the go button, the gauge button for warp, um, we have that bit from the trailer again where uh, I can't remember now. Who's Ortega? Ortega? Is that yeah, Ortega is the, the, right. the one yeah, we don't like. One we don't like because she doesn't. She, she grows on you, she, I guess. But she, yeah. she just doesn't fit into Bridge. She's as a character on her own, she's fine. I like her sense of humor. It's cheeky, cheeky, chappy style. But she just doesn't fit in with the humor and the style of everyone else in the Bridge. That's what's wrong for me. Anyway, um, he says, "Are you going to you going to do the thing?" And he's like, "Thing." Oh, like when they're all in the chair and 
and he says, "What well, do you have the thing like?" And she's like, "Yeah, I've been kind of brainstorming. And mine's is going to be vamos." <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, I was like, like, "Yeah, okay, huh? that's cool. I guess she's from Hispanic heritage, so sure." Um, and they've all got their line. So then he stand, he sits there, and you just see him like gripping the chair. Like, I don't know if excitement or he, he was flustered or whatever but it was like a whole build-up scene of what is he gonna say tense. what is he gonna say and like, they he, zoom in on his face i'm like, is he constipated graham thinking at this stage man, exactly. you know? and then he does the what does he do he does the eyebrow thing the what the eyebrow thing yeah fine yeah finally yeah, kind of like can, i can't do that you can do that and... i can do only one i can only do one eye this one <laughs> I, can't, then, I can't do both and then the famous line which is so bad it's good i would like the ship to go no, right. and he's so pleased with himself. You can see it in his face without seeing it because he's not supposed to have emotion. So, do you like this line, Gray? I'm a fan of this line. Oh yeah, I, I thought it was great because he he was sitting there thinking like, "Well, I did it. I did a good one there." And I've the rest of the good... crew's going, the rest of the crew's going like, "Nah, that was." Bad. And he's like, he's like patting himself in the back. I done good there. Good spoke. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, so... he never has to say it again. <laughs> oh, I'd really hope he does. I'd really well, well, unless Pike finds out what his line is and goes. Yeah, well, it's funny now that, you brought the, now that you brought the thing up about Pike. I'm I wonder on the next episode he's got to say something about commandeering Please. the ship and doing what he did. You know, it's, the line's got to come up next. Well, week he's got to say at least surely you had a good line if you're going to steal the ship. And then yeah. he finds out what the line is, and he goes, "Right, uh, you 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 you're you're, you're in your you work on it. So you're break for the next week, man. That's shocking." Um, Plus, by the time he finishes that line, somebody could attack him. <laughs> uh so yeah the warp away um and we see lan on this planet uh and she's having a drinking competition hang on and she's winning she's necking a couple of drinks and i'm thinking you don't see this but i'm thinking he's taking something to counter the effects of the alcohol because Klingons can handle the drink can't they and she's just yeah no problem Klingons struggling but just about managing She's a tough uh, security officer, though, so or head of security. She should be able to put a couple of pints of blood wine down. Yeah, a couple of pints. Couple of Plus, pints he looked at that Klingon. He was a piker. Yeah, he looked like a young whatever. You know, not one of the the old craggy guys that can hold it down. Exactly, exactly, Greg. Uh, you try to say the old guys can handle it better than yeah. yeah we'll like see. you see him try. You see him during the competition. He's like he's going. Ugh. <laughs> and he goes he to spew. Yeah. yeah, he goes to spew, and the rest of the Klingons are going like, oh. I've mind. never seen a Klingon spew before. That's a first. Well, you don't see it, but you hear it. So, um, yeah. so it, it's, um, it looks at this stage here, we get some more information about what's going on. It looks like the, the Klingons, and as Gray's noted here as well, uh, a rogue faction of, of uh, Federation members are trying to restart the war with the Federation again for profit because, I mean, I've assumed that that's a very uh, Ferengi thing to do, mate, but hey, I'm sure Klingons like yeah. money as well, so... There's greedy people everywhere. You know, so uh, the rogue faction of, of Feds, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they're buying up equipment left, right and centre of the Klingons. Any uh, Federation equipment they can get their hands on. There's a bit later on where Lan is selling phasers to the Klingons and it's not what they wanted and she starts threatening them and they threaten her back and they're just trying to get anything they can and we'll get to why they're doing that as well um 
but it's good to see Lan back as well. Um, and then we actually get to see some proper Federation Star Trekking uh, goodness, and that's when Chapel, Nurse Chapel, and Benga help a sick woman. Um, the, this little girl seems to recognize him. Maybe that was something I missed in the, the first episode. Uh, first season, there was a, a little girl. I forgot. It's the parents of the uh, the girl and the parents of the friend that was killed by the Gorn that Liana knows. That's at me, yes. Um, and then she found out that they got they came there somehow, whatever. And they were sick, and so they went to go help them and you know anybody else they could help. That makes sense. A lot of sense. Um, so they, they help her. This lady will be okay in a day or so. And then a clown comes up randomly and at gunpoint uh, requests their services and takes them away. They've not got no choice. Phasers uh, pointed at them. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, what's going on here? Uh, this is the cool bit, Gray. This is the cool bit. They're taken to an undergr- underground cavern. And we see a ship being built. And I thought for a split yeah. second, this is them starting to build a D7 or something, you know. But you look carefully. No, it's a, star, it's a Starfleet vessel. It's got all the hallmark signatures mm-hmm. of it as well. And Benga says, though, I think that I think they're actually they're building that in here. They never brought it down. I think they literally started building it here. Here's where all the Federation parts are going to. But so when you saw that ship, did you not think, what yeah. the hell is going on, man? How, yeah, I was going, whoa, Federation, what's happening here? So, yeah, now it makes all the sense in the world, though, because they want the war to start. So what better way than to build a ship and blame it on the Federation or whatever? Some money, man. If it, well, if remember, there's, a... remember they said that they were doing triple and quadruple the price for dilithium because they have so much of it. and They're like rolling in dough. So they want to keep rolling in dough, so they're going to start a war war makes money for some yeah. people they, they want probably all the dead lithium on that planet rather than sharing it one month on sure. one month off uh and benga and uh apple later on when they're actually treating some people in this sick bay on this fake starship or this cobbled together starship um they, they, they inject themselves with something to kind of speed up their metabolisms because they're going to have to fight their way to the bridge because they find out what's going on and they have to warn the Enterprise and two people are not going to stand a chance so um, they inject themselves with st- stuff that literally makes them go nuts Do you, apparently it was something Bengal done in season one, I don't recall that, I must have forgotten that, Gray, do you remember? I thought, uh, thought Chapel said something in yeah. reference to, to the war because both of them were, had, had been in the war and I guess this was I mean, there's heavy inferences that Mabenga has done this before or used this. So we don't see chem- it. Chemical or whatever to. before. Right. Right. And they were just saying, like, and, and then they, and he was saying, like, I don't want to do this again, but I don't, but I don't see why, where we have a choice. And you then went to she knows what he's talking about. No, because it, it got, I mean, I'm not, it wasn't terrible, but then again, I thought it was a little goofy. Over the because, top. Yeah. Because once they injected themselves, all right, fine. They inject themselves with some stuff that make them, make them, stronger a little more powerful for a short time but this stuff lasted forever and they're beating up about 50 different klingons no, and i'm going like it does start wearing off a little bit after yeah the towards the end but in the but in the meantime they're knocking they're yeah. knocking the crap out of like dozens of but, klingons but that could have been a few minutes in actual real time as opposed to our viewpoint of the episode do you see what i mean i don't know i i mean i i'll i'll, I'll go along with your excuse but it still bothered me because it just oh, seemed like me too 
even if even these if Klingons can't be, I mean, how how bad can these Klingons be? They even, even if you're stronger, two people are still not going to start taking out the number of people they did. They, they yeah. wouldn't. I'm sorry, and and their powers do start. Their powers. Listen to me. Oh, this yeah. isn't GGR. This is the trick way. Um, they're uh, beefed up, uh, coffee-induced Red Bull Whatever it is. mixture <laughs> that they take. It's green, this green stuff made from by the board or something. It's it's green. Um, That's right. Makes them go a bit nuts. Yeah, it was a little bit over the top, but you do see a little bit where Apple is actually struggling to take a couple of them down, like it was starting to wear off. So, oh, yeah, but only when it wore off. Otherwise, she's like thinner and lighter than Mbenga, and she's taking out these big hulking Klingons. The Klingons like, are bad, though, weren't they? It's like, come on, you guys are supposed to be warriors. You, you couldn't fit your way out of a wet right. paper bag. I mean, that's embarrassing the Klingons. I'm sitting there going, like, oh, if you're a Klingon fan, you're just wincing, going, like, yeah. Get my ass kicked by a skinny human girl. <laughs> exactly. Um, but. So you know that kind of was. It wasn't enough to ruin the episode, but it was a little, a little much. It was a little you know, bit. I would like to have seen them maybe taken out a few, and then maybe instead of uh, uh, just giving themselves a shot, they should have had something else that they could have just shot them with and knocked them out. Snuck up behind them and given them injections. How many of them? them you got, this isn't bloody Splinter Cell. This isn't you know Metal no, Gear but, Solid or something. You know. <laughs> But that would have been that would have been a little more understandable. Okay, they knocked a few out with drugs, and then they took a couple out. You know, okay, that's better. But to take more. them all out like that, I'm slightly sorry. more believable. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, it was it was a bit of a missing. They had to find a way to get to the bridge. They they are they actually um, the transponder of this ship. Oh, every star starship has one. Uh, is only for identifying what the ship is basically for other yeah. Starfleet vessels. And Benga reprograms that basically to send out a message there um, while Ch Chapel's struggling to hold them off. They're running out of the Red Bull mixture that she's on and uh, just about <laughs> holding them off. That's some Red Bull, man. Uh, <laughs> that, that's another thing that, that got me crazy. I'm sitting there going, he's got, I need a minute. And here's this, again, this, this skinny girl going to go knock out more Klingons. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> again. Uh, Jesus. The, the the as the send a message, they're about to try and make a break for it out the airlock, but then it starts moving. I'm thinking they're taking off, aren't they? Yep, they look out the window yeah. and it's slowly rising up the way. I'm thinking, oh well, the shit's about to hit the fan here. Um, and then next scene, finally, Gray are big fans of this. Obviously, Starfleet Federation first and foremost. I always pick them in any Star Trek game before any other race the way it is, mm. but we then see the new, old, but new, uh, D7 Klingon battleship that they were talking about before. Bear in mind, this is a prequel, so we don't, we haven't seen it properly before. This is the first time we'll get to see it before TOS, um, and it looks spectacular. Not like that yeah. a ship from Discovery, the Esophagus ship. That looked like a monstrosity, that thing, man. Mm. I just, but what you, this D seven battleship looked fantastic. Great, I wish that a model yeah, of it. Great. We didn't have enough. We didn't get to see enough of it, but what we did oh. see, they looked really good. Have you got one? You got a model? I, I a D seven. Um, right with me right now. I, I might have one. D5? I gotta look. I know I had or one. Bird of prey. I know I had one in the past. Uh, a D seven. I don't remember. If I, no. I don't know if I still have it. And those guys stopped making them. The the guys, uh, Eagle yeah. Boss, stopped making them because they yeah. went bankrupt. So, 
Anyway. Someone, someone's gonna someone will pick up the mantle and make them again. I, I I remember I had a D7. I don't know if it was one of the metal ones or whether I had put it together in a model kit, but I did have one. Mm. Uh, I remember. Like I my... even built. I I actually, I actually I don't have the original anymore, but I actually built an Enterprise model kit when it came out years ago. And if you can find one of the original models, un, I mean, not built and still in a box, it's worth a bunch of money. Yeah, that is isn't it? Um... It was yeah. fantastic to see this this chip though, because they were working on it before, weren't they? So mm-hmm. um, we get to finally see it. The Enterprise is hiding though um, uh, in an asteroid field uh, and hiding pretty well actually, despite being not that far away. Um, combination of radiation and the the ores and uh, on asteroids hiding it. In fact, they're in low power mode. They're hiding out so as to not antagonize anyone because they're not supposed to be there. Gray mentions again, D7 looked great. I have to concur with that, Gray. Um, Enterprise gets the message um, from Mbenga and Chapel that this ship is to be fired upon. Uh, they know what that means, basically. Uh, they ask them to destroy the fake starship, basically, because this fake starship is going to fire on the D7. The D7, as far as we're aware at this stage, doesn't know what's going on. Um, right. So... They start chasing after this fake starship. The fake starship keeps shooting back at them. And Spock's holding off for as long as possible because they're still hidden at this point. And he doesn't want to kill his new lovebird, Chapel, and his good pal, Benga. So he doesn't... He, he doesn't. He, he lays off firing for, for now. Um, and then, unfortunately, the bit uh, from the trailer that we did see just before Spock orders the Enterprise to fire upon the fake starship, and Benga and Chapel do have to try and get out, but they don't have any spacesuits. They have like a transponder. That's it. Uh, I remember Benga saying there that you know, well, no, actually, no. He says we've got out of bet, we've got out of worse than in the past, haven't we? Chapel's like, no, we really no, haven't. No. But thank you for trying to be nice. <laughs> Um, I think he had a he had a, a, a some kind of a suit that he could at least guide them out the the door. Yeah, you it know, was like, and, a, but that was all they really had. It was like a thruster thing with a transponder yeah. on it, wasn't it? So no spacesuits yeah. at all. And I think it was accurate what they said. Uh, we have a minute, minute before, before we they freeze, freeze, but yeah. we'll black out in fifteen seconds, which is what happens in real life. You go to space, so at least they're true to it. Um, and you're thinking, oh dear, here we go. Will they actually do it in time? And they keep holding off, the, the Enterprise keeps holding off firing, and you're just like, and you can see Spock there, like, just really not wanting to give the order, and then he's kind of pushing, like, fire torpedoes, blows up the fake starship, and you can see a tear in his eye, man, he, he realises he's just killed his, his, uh, his, yeah, his friends, his new love interest, and you're just like, okay, right, this is, I like to see the motion of Spock, like, we touch on a moment, how bad it actually gets, but, um, did you think at this? I mean, obviously they're going to survive those two grey, aren't they? Because they have to. But sure. when you see them come out of the space, uh, the airlock, do you think maybe one of them bites the dust? Or are you thinking they're both safe? They have to be. Nah, I'm thinking they're both safe. Well, mainly because we've already seen the clips from later in the season. <laughs> oh, have we so now? Of all of them in every episode. <laughs> you know, I didn't think they were going to die. If it was somebody else, it was. Uh, we didn't really know much. Maybe. What a red, what a red, uh, red shirt, yeah. Or something, yeah. I mean, they've already gotten rid of Hammer. I don't think they're going to really get rid of anybody else because 
the fandom already likes these characters a lot and they liked Hammer a lot too and he's gone so i don't think they're gonna kill anybody off they might come close but yeah. well thankfully for us for you the enterprise does get them just in time picks up the transporter and 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 the thing is right Fox has beaten them up. He doesn't say beaten them straight to, or maybe, or can he do that? Maybe they can't do that at this stage in Strange New Worlds. Maybe you can't, that's you true. have to beam straight to the, the transporter pad. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it to a bit on the ship. Maybe that's, I never thought that. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, because, because when they started doing that, you're right, they introduced doing that in TNG, not in TOS. So there you go. They probably don't have the technology yeah. to do it. It has to be landing pad to landing pad or fixed right. point to landing pad. Um, or transporter pad, should I say? So yeah, uh, yeah. They, they they do get beamed back both aboard, uh, and Benga does slowly wake up. But Chapel, she's she's out for the count, and all that fake snow and frost on her that Hollywood still haven't got good at making realistic snow or <laughs> frost yet. But one of these days they'll get to it. Um, and then Spot comes running down, doesn't he? He's a he's a bit he's a bit emotional, um, and. Then we see the tear come out. Yeah, well, we well, no, but we saw it before, but we saw it more so. Then it? it was more pronounced. Now it was. It was this, well, this time was a real tear coming down. Before his eyes were welling up, but he didn't really tear. This was a full, full blasted tear coming down. I'm, I'm going like, oh, I don't know. It's a little. It's, it's a little much. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I, I certainly, I certainly get to that at one point. Um, in fact, no, I may as well mention it at the moment. I think we do see a bit too much emotion from Spock. I mean, I get. This is um, a prequel, and in TOS, mm-hmm. he's managed to conquer his human side a bit more. And while he's half human, I don't have a problem with it, is my point, Gray. I just think man up a little bit more is what I'm, I'm being brutal. Man up a little yeah. bit, mate. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on, dial it back a bit. Everyone struggles with it. You just need to deal with it and do what us humans well, do, you know. One of the things I wanted to mention was, and I had meant in an earlier scene, they kind of have written in the reason slash excuse as to why he's showing more emotion. And that was the fact that Mbenga tells him uh, that when he, in season one, when he got angry uh, uh, when the, the Gorn was around and he, got, and he lost his temper and he was punching stuff. And, and he said that right then he said, you Vulcans are people that, that build mental, you know, proper mental blocks to block all your emotions. And of course, you being half human, it's harder even for you to do that. But once that episode happened to you, all that, all those barriers are completely down, and now you have to learn how to put them back up again. So That's he when dropped. Went nuts, though. Do you remember what happened to the call? Right. For, for everyone's sake, what happened? I don't remember exactly. He had to. He had to release emotion at that point to, to do something. I can't remember what it was. But the problem was is that doing so is is harder for him because he's been he's not trained enough uh dealing with his his human half so i'm not going to say it's an excuse but they did build in the reason for supposedly him now trying to control his emotions and it's going to be tough on him but it still bothers me because okay you've given the reason fine all right i guess i'm gonna have to go along with that one but even so i do i do think that was a lot of emotion for one one episode I mean, if you're going to do that, spread the emotions out across episodes where it's a little yeah, here and then yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe two or three episodes down there a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's just was too much. So they, they really need to back off a little bit. And I know, the, I know the Vulcan purists out there are screaming already. They got to be. 
you know, and, and stuff. So, but, but just, yeah, I would like to back, back off that. a little bit. Agreed, yeah. man. Agreed. Um, but yeah, he does give CPR to Chapel. No mouth to mouth. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering about that. I was yeah. going to get to it, I thought. Maybe COVID, COVID times. It's, you're warned not to do that. So I, I don't know. He just went for CPR. Or maybe they did it. But you know they didn't want to put it in there. You know. To, to be fair, in all, in all seriousness, I think they they were they were probably filming this season towards the very out the uh, very end of the COVID times anyway. So maybe it's just a risk they didn't want to take when they were making it. But uh, yeah, he gives us CPR. Uh, she does wake up and she just she says, "Don't be so rough." You must have been going ham because when you do, I've done first aid <laughs> training. They teach you. Like you think you're going to break their chair, the, the the rib cage, you are, but you have to go over that, or you, otherwise they'll die, and you have to push it down a good inch, at least. So, mm. and that does the damage. So, yeah, she's waking up feeling a bit sore, but she's very sweet. She puts a hand on his face, and like, oh, good. Um, and they both recover, but then the D seven hails the Enterprise, and Spock speaks to him, and he's trying to defuse the situation. Klingon captain doesn't have a clue what's going on. Um. He's not By the way, as a it. note, the, the guy playing the Klingon captain at that scene. You recognize him? Uh, no, no, but that's what, what a Klingon should be like right there. It was now that now we're getting to the typical Klingon. He was all rough and tumble and going and going like, yeah, what makes you think, you know, I, I wouldn't have just shot first. Or I would have done this. Or I would have done yeah. that. So that was more like the Klingon that I remember. And I'm going like, yeah, right, well, put, clear, put up a fight. Clearly the actor has done his research or watch Star Trek or being a fan of the past and knows what it takes to, to do the part. So, no, no, I like this, Captain. Uh, but Spock tries to defuse the situation. He's like, listen, we, we weren't lying. We fired upon them because we were trying to start a war with you. Why would I lie? Vulcans don't lie. Found Captain's like, I don't care. Like, I'm not believing in a legend. Um, and, he, and then Spock goes, which was a classic movie, went, shall we discuss this over a barrel of blood wine? And then you could almost see the Klingon sitting back going, What? What just what did I hear here from a uh, from a Vulcan? You want to get you want to go get drinking with me? Like we're supposed to be enemies. You want to go drinking? He's like, listen, no, I've I've drank. I've been known to have a a glass or two or a barrel to a bloodline in the past. And the captain goes, okay, this I need to see, right? That's fine. And then you go down to the planet and you see them both again. The bit from the the trailer where he's taking a big pint and he's gasping, holding his own. Right. Holding his own against the Klingons, you know, and then of course he gets the uh, rah. Yeah, going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I thought it was a Klingon pirate for a while. It's rah. like Star Trek's of the Caribbean here, man. What's going on? Um, <laughs> it, it was a nice scene though, um, but then we we get and that diffuses the situation, which is great. Uh, but then we have a little nice scene between Spock and uh, the new engineer. Pelia, 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 Pelia. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, and he talks to Spock, and she goes, "No, I am uh, it's pronunciation Lanthanite." No, I can't do it, Gray. Lanthanite. Uh, Lanthanite. There you go. You're better at words than I am. Uh, <laughs> Lanthanite. Which, because I at the start wasn't sure if it was true or not. Like I said, to Gray is bullshitting but she's like no i was i generally am and that's the bit green i talked about about living on earth for ages they're almost immortal i'd like to know more about this species great because yeah being almost immortal i've never heard of that in star trek before you're either a god like q who lives forever or you are someone who can live longer than usual like a vulcan lives 
what, 300 years or something like that, and a human is getting yeah, closer maybe. to, a, a human at this stage can live to between 150 and 200 and a really good day. Um, so I'm thinking someone that's nearly immortal that looks human is kind of fascinating, and I'd like to know more about this species going forwards. But she's like, no, no, um, I you know why I've basically done what I've done earlier on. Um, and that was, and, and he said, because you don't want to be alone. And she went, no, dummy, everyone that's living goes through that being alone sometimes. No, she went, she changes from series, and then she goes, because I was bored. That's why I helped exactly, you. Yeah. And I'm just I'm like, here's a little cheeky face come alive again, and she's like, because he comes it was, over. It was a her. really good line. It was a really good line. Because it looked like they were, they were playing the music in the background that sounded like real somber, like, you know, and you've seen many friends die and you hear the music yeah, going yeah. and she goes, she goes no idiot i'm bored shitless <laughs> it's like oh right oh because he never, comes over never thought of it that way he comes over with a couple of drinks in him um and to what she picks up on that and like oh yeah come over here getting all big and high and mighty with yourself after a couple of drinks um but it was a nice little scene here she's like you know what would you think of me hanging around for a bit longer and I don't know if we ever got confirmation of that, but obviously we do because she's in, in. But he is brilliant. Uh, I can't wait to see it a bit more. Uh, and, oh, yeah, great. You found out who the, the lady was, Carol yeah, Kane. I, Did you I, know who uh, she was? Yeah, because I'm a little older than you, so I've seen her around are before. You? So it's, older it's, than me, are you? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> so when I saw her, I instantly knew who she was. It's, her name's Carol Kane, and she's been she's a very accomplished actress, and if you do a little look up on her well. on... On, yes, and on if you look her up on Wikipedia or IMDb, you'll see she's done a lot of stuff, uh, all different kinds of stuff. Does she sound like that in real um, life, or is she putting that accent on? Because she has no American... that accent. No, her the the tone of her voice is is her, but that accent is no, that's different. Does she but sound... she's played, but she's played many parts in television shows where she's put on diff all kinds of accents. Ah, just like another engineer we knew. Yes, exactly, exactly. Engineers and accent. And the, the only thing that was a, it was interesting was that it, you, you did have to pay attention a little bit because her accent, I, almost, I was kind of losing what she was saying here and there. I had to back it up once or twice because the accent was getting a little bit thick, so I wasn't sure what she was saying sometimes, but I'm sure they'll smooth that out. Yeah. But uh, she's, she's, she, is, she showed she's awfully smart. So. Oh, she knows. She's seen through the bullshit. She knows. Yep. Uh, yep. And, hey, I, she sounds good enough to keep around, so, so why not? Spock's then getting his yeah. um, dressing down from... Admiralty uh, and a April's giving him into trouble for what happened. And he said, "Listen, I followed my gut, and you humans say I had to do it." And he's like, "Yeah, I see what you, you're meaning, but well, you saved the day. It could have easily went in the opposite direction, which is true. He, he, what he's saying yeah. is accurate. It, it's a, it was a fifty-fifty shot. They they won this time, but they could easily have made things worse in World War Two for the Klingons when it happened again." Um, right. But I note in here, he gets away a bit too easy because at one point he says, uh, Spock, he's like, can you lower your volume of your uh, voice a little bit, Admiral? And I'm thinking, it took me a split second to realize he's a bit hungover because Admiral Admiral says as much. But I'm still thinking, I can't speak to an Admiral like that. You can't tell him to lower his voice. (laughs) <laughs> a little bit cheeky, that. He probably but... gets away with it because he's Vulcan, so... Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I know here that he does get away with it a bit too easy. Before we know what we know in a minute, Gray, though, do you not think he gets away with it a bit too easy a slap in the wrist for what he done? Um, I thought maybe a little bit, but I guess like, 
April was being a bit nice because it was the first time and it was a big deal and it did come out okay. Uh, but like you said, though, you said you do it again and you lost your commission. That means he's out for good. So, which yeah. is fair. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's his punishment is the hangover, basically. That uh, is. Yeah, uh, the admiral says, yeah, <laughs> which is which is fine. Um, and I I mentioned from before about the too much emotion thing again, but I think because yeah. this is a I do see quite a bit of emotion from Bok that I think it's just. Because this is a prequel to the original series, we'll get a bit more of this emotional stuff before he calms down a little bit, um, which is fine. But the ending, no great. The ending, I didn't see this coming. I just thought it was going to end normally, and I was happy with that. But yeah. one of the admirals said to April, I thought you let him away with that a bit too easy. Thank you, other admiral. I never caught his name. And then right. he says, yeah, but he's, you know, one of our own and he's one of our best. Well, he's one of the best and we're going to need him. If, if we're going to need him again for, for this, this, this war, if it was going to happen again. And you're like, ah, you want, you want this war? What, what? You, you part of this conspiracy? Here, here we go. That's again, what I thought. Right, exactly. I thought, but, wait a minute. He's part of it. That's exactly what I thought. But we see a Gorn ship uh, incoming. Uh, we don't know if it's going to it's incoming to them right now to attack them i presume so but i don't know this says uh gorn attack ship incoming um and i'm thinking what, what the hell is going on here Craig? What, what do we think mm-hmm. I, I don't exactly. i don't as do you think is is the ad is admiral april really wanting um a war with the Klingons again no is i it not? Uh, no i think what he was saying was and it was a good way they wrote it because we did think that he was part of the conspiracy to start another war with the Klingon. Yeah. But then as they went to the Gorn, he's preparing. He doesn't want to knock out all his great officers because he knows war is probably going to be inevitable with the Gorn. So he has to prepare ahead of time. Like any good defensive guy, he has to be two steps ahead if he can be. Yeah. So he sees it coming and he says, no, we're going to need all our good officers for what's coming. Which is true. So at, which is a big setup. So we know that that's all that's going to be the underlying arc. We can tell already, uh, you know, on top of the episodic stuff. Or so. the Gorn. I'll take that as long as we don't see them again properly. Um, sure. You've got a quick aim drop here, a quick note that you put underneath as well, Grace, something you picked up. Yeah, on. I went, when I was listening to Chapel at the beginning of the show, she was talking to Mabenga uh, because she had went on a two month internship on Vulcan, but she drops the name Roger, Dr. Roger Corby. Yeah, and I remember that name, and I oh, and right. I went, wait a minute, I that was in TOS. I got to I got to find this, figure this out. And so as I looked it up, it, sure enough, um, season one, episode seven, there was an episode called "What Are Little Girls Made Of," and it was a TOS episode where Roger Corby, who was to be at that at that time, was the fiance of Nurse Chapel. In that episode, mm. okay, and yeah. Nurse Chapel just went to. Just went to see him. See, this is before the romance started, but eventually it's turned into a fiance kind of thing. Yep. Um, and then a side note only to people that remember the original Adams Family show in the late 1960s, which was rerun many times. Uh, Ted Cassidy, the big guy, big tall guy that played Lurch, played one of the alien guys in this episode as well. Um, he was really good, actually. He was really good. There you go. So just a little little name drop. I, I like when they do something like that because it does apply to exactly the character and it does apply later to what happened. Yeah. So it was, was so it was kind of interesting. They just kind of threw that in there to to draw the history lines. 
you have a good ear, Gray. Well done for picking that one up. Um, sure. So yeah, very decent episode. No complaints there, really. Um, we haven't mentioned it below, but what would you give it out of 10, Gray? I'll put you on the spot. Um, probably go with an 8. Okay, interesting. Right, 7.5 for me. Okay. Oh, so it doesn't seem it's quite an 8, but hey, uh, anything above a 7 is usually deemed good sure. for me anyway, so I'll take that. Well, I, I take it, Gray, no problem if you haven't checked. Do we, we, did, we didn't have any teaser trailers at this stage, did we, or did you see any? Actually, any I didn't even look for one, so I'm not really sure, to be honest. If there, if there is one um, next week for next week's episode for season, episode 3, we'll do one, I guess. The thing is, they're, they're streaming this... And, for most of the world on the same day now, which never used to be the case. So right. Ray's in the States, I'm in the UK. Paramount Plus is showing it on the same day. It's always the day after. It's the same day. So actually, right. technically, I can watch it before Gray gets it. <laughs> that never happened before. But no, I don't. And a lot that. of times, uh, right, and a lot of times the teaser trailers can't come out too soon. So they tend to do it more towards the end of the day, which may be in time for us, may not be in time for us. Exactly. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, but all good. They used to never do that, but well, actually, I take that back. On on the in the old days when they used to show uh, Star Trek and a lot of other shows, they always put next week on Star Trek. And yeah, they show many shows, <laughs> mate. Many shows. Sure, um, and you see, oh no, what's this? Uh, like, you did. but well, we'll do quickly do the call to arms. Um, so yeah, uh, we're on YouTube, but of course you can uh, find the Trekway on. Um, YouTube podcasts and all other podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, we're on all of them pretty much. Um, on Twitter, um, at the Trekway as well. And don't forget, Gray's Green Room, we're taking a bit of a hiatus just because Hollywood strikes and all that kind of stuff. There's not as much to talk about, but we've skipped an episode. Yeah. We'll be back sooner rather than later. We'll do we'll do the more stuff. Um, and that's Gray's Green Room um, on the YouTubes, on the podcasts, on the Twitters as well. Uh, and then, uh, listen, if you guys like uh, game, gaming as well, uh, we'll talk about any Star Trek games, which we did in last week's episode. Uh, we, with, along with our friend Nick, Extreme PC UK, we do a gaming pod every uh, Thursday as well. And today's our 200th uh, uh, special. So uh, by the time you listen to this, you could just go back on YouTube and find them at Extreme PC UK and watch it. Uh, if you listen to this quick enough, you probably won't. I don't know if I can get it out that quick, but I'll try then uh, you can grab Nick and see all of us at the same time. But I think um, that's us until next week, mate. It was uh, good to be back to covering Trek thumbs again. Thumbs up down there. But yeah, do, do the thumbs up and uh, do, do what the man says. Uh, but yeah, I like comments on people as well. So what you like and you don't like in terms of reviews and specials and what that we do. Uh, until next week, though, Gray, thanks for coming along and do your thing, mate. Live long and prosper. Yes. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye.